you've reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen and celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle, chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Hey everybody, I'm Scott Tweedy. I'm the co-host of Australian Idol 2024 and you can catch us on Channel 7. And I'm so excited to talk to my Scott Tweedy. Oh my God, should I be on Australian Idol? That was great. We can fix that in post, all right? It's amazing what we can do with that clip right there. What does that mean? It means it's a no from me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get a golden ticket. Look, but I'm not a judge, so it could be a yes. I, I just get to, I'll hype you up as much as you need, and I'll be like, raining from Sydney, Australia, growing an account from zero to 300,000, seen her at this event, this event over the past 10 years. It's Anita. And then it's like, oh. I loved that. That was oh, so yeah. good. I've seen Thank her at this event, this event, this event, this event. At Colgate <laughs> Races Tent. <laughs> oh, the we? For anybody listening, uh, Scott Tweedy and I had the best day at the races one year. Yeah, and what was that? that my was... ex-girlfriend number <laughs> three, I think it was. Oh, I know, but we loved her. <laughs> shout she out was... to ex-girlfriend number three, who we won't name. Yeah, she's getting married this year, so shout out to ex-girlfriend number three. Yeah. That's good amazing. One. I'm, I'm happy. When people find the right partner and fall in love, it's the best. Oh my Should we turn God. this into a dating show? Yeah, right do you there. want to? So are you single? What's happening? I am single. Oh, I am single. It. I am. I live a hard life at the moment for like locking down a partner, partly to blame. So it's a tricky one. I live in LA. I am hoping to find an Australian in LA. So that limits your field. And But I'm not, I'm not against dating an American. It's just like... Right now, I'm really enjoying exactly where I'm at in life. Like everything that I'm putting energy into is a big tick. So I'm not wasting, and it's, I don't, I don't consider it wasting time, but I'm not putting time into dating apps. And I'm just like seeing where life takes me. And if I meet the right person at the right time, bang, I'll, I'll, I'll invest energy into it. I love that because that's when it comes. Also, they say that's when it comes. That's when somebody, yeah, hundred percent, because you're living your best life and you're bringing, you know, you're bringing your best self. You're doing you. You are focusing yeah. on you, and so someone will definitely come for you. That's amazing. So yeah, I'm cruising along. I met, I dated a girl for three months, an Aussie. Uh, she was a private equity lawyer. They're living in Santa Monica. So I was like, tick, tick. I was like, I met her at a bar at eleven thirty at night in Venice Beach. Oh, and we so romantic. went to another bar and put out our IDs, and I still have my New South Wales one. And we were like, get out. And her, she lived two streets from me in Bondi. Where get my out. And we were like, get out. Wasn't the right girl, um, but it was It was a good, it was like the foundation was there. I was like, this could be a fairy tale. It wasn't. It sounded like a fairy tale. It sounded like a meet cute yeah. Tweedles. It was a meet cute. Just less cute. Just less cute in the end. Just different people. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And that's that's the best thing about dating in your 30s. You you're so honest. So you get to it and then you're like, hey, look, I'm just not feeling it. And I'm not gonna play games. And like, I hate this sucks because we've been gelling a lot. Um, but yeah, that's that's my love story. I love that. It's so true. When you're in your 30s, because you and I, I think I'm older than you by like a year. So I'm, when I were you, oh, no, I'm by two. Ooh. I'm 86. 
So, but you are, you're much more, and you know, you and I have been single as long as each other, except you've probably had more girlfriends than I've had boyfriends. I've just had casual things. No, but I've probably had more casual things than you have. Yeah, yeah. I lock I lock in pretty fast as in terms of like going, this could be really good or this could be the one. So I put all that energy into it and, and see what happens. But yeah, if it doesn't if it doesn't work out, well, you just gotta be honest with them and yourself and go, Cool, this is just not it and then be content being single. Well, we're just really hoping that you find the love of your life in LA that's Australian and that can kind of come back and forth doing your crazy lifestyle, which by the way, so you're obviously living in LA in Venice Beach, which is cray cray, and you're living the high life with Dan Churchill and living the high life with Billy Meeks and also my favourite person, Hunter March. And if no one knows who Hunter March is, Google him because A, he's really talented at art and B, he's an amazing host in America. Yeah, and I he's love just him. Launch. I'll give him a plug. They're about to launch on March 8th, I believe I read, Blown Away, the new series, which is a glass-blowing competition on Netflix, hosted by the one and only Hunter March. He's amazing, man. He does all he's the best great. hosting over there. Anyway, we yeah. love Hunter. But you are hosting Australian Idol. Let's talk about Australian Idol because... Which, to be honest, is a million times better than Blown Away. But don't tell Hunter that. Like, so... <laughs> We're live, baby. We're live. Tell me what is so incredible about this group of people. Well, they're all, the the great thing was casting a show like this and seeing the talent from season one, we'll call it, no, it wasn't season one of Australian Idol, but the return season one to now this season, I think a lot of Aussies were at home watching it or musicians out there going, this actually looks like something I want to invest in and want to be involved in. When we started the audition process, they're amazing. They, They are really Individually, they're amazing. We've seen a couple of them already go viral on TikTok and Instagram with their renditions of songs. Ripley, over 10 million now. He's a big deal in the Philippines. He's like a little, he's a pulse out in the Philippines. They love him. Um, that is so cool. It is, honestly, I love when random countries claw onto something. And but you're did like, you know about, you know something about the Philippines, right? There is something in the war. Yeah, no, there's because my family born in the Philippines. My mom was born in the Philippines. Oh, really? I love the Philippines. I know, it's amazing. But there is something in the water with the Filipinos who can all sing. It is insane. I urge you to go onto TikTok and Google Filipino Filipino singers. Filipino singers, yeah. I well, urge you to to Google Filipino singers on TikTok. Google on TikTok. Does that even I'm work? I'm not sure of her DNA breakdown, but Amy, who's got a fantastic voice, uh, I know her mother's Filipino. Oh, so there you that's go. Part of the family. But yeah, when she came on, I was like, "Watch this to Ricky," and she exactly just, blows yeah. it out of the water. It's actually quite. So, incredible. so your question was because I always deviate away from questions. Oh no, I went 30, deviant too, so it's fine. Thirty to twenty-one. Why it's so good? I think we're already as Australians learning these characters and learning and investing in our favourites and people. We wanted to get that earlier this season, and I think we've achieved that. The style mm. of positions and how the format changed. People already know names now, and they're like Trent, the camel farmer. Yeah, I love him. Even though, you know, they might not think he's the best, they're like, I want him to win because I like his story. So I think the producers and the production as a whole, we've ticked a massive box of going, what was the DNA of Idol and why is it different to The Voice? And it's all about the contestants. 
It's about making them the stars. I liked that comparison. That's a really, really good comparison. And I do actually want to know something. You said it's about who's their favourite. Do you think that Australian Idol can potentially be a bit of a popularity contest, contest, or is it a popularity contest? In fact, actually, before you answer that, I know that I spoke to one of the contestants last year, and I am trying to think of who it was, who said 100% Australian Idol is a, is a popularity contest. It is. The, the music industry is a popularity contest. So when we're comparing what we're doing to the industry that we're trying to bring these uh, amazing Australians into, we're going, this is how it works. You need to, one, connect with people, have an amazing vocal talent there to bring people into whatever you're singing. You need to be likable. You need to have some sort of element where people are like, if they see you in a bar or in a pub or in a shopping center, they want to like get to know you or want to hang out with you. That's a popularity contest. But the, the way they do that is being 100% authentically themselves, being vulnerable and opening up to the Aussies. And then, unfortunately, some people will connect with some more than others. But when you start to pretend to be something else to try and get more popular, you're going to fail. That's what I think. Oh, that is so true. I never thought that actual singers were a popularity contest. I never even, it's not even, it's just about, of course it is. I've never thought of it that way. That's really, really clever because I know people turn that into a negative and you just really turn that into a positive. I think that's awesome. I saw a really cool girl on TikTok talking about, this is deviating a little bit, but she was like, hey guys, she's like, I've got a full-time job. She goes, but I love TikTok. She goes, I think I watch more TikTok than those people that go on TikTok and tell creators how to make content. So she goes, here's my two cents on how to make good content from a person that doesn't work in TikTok, but watches more TikTok than there's other people telling you how to make TikTok. What I love though, is she's like, particularly for the fashion girls out there on TikTok. She was fashion like- Fashion girlies, excuse girlies. me. Sorry, whole community out there. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, she goes, what you want to do is get people to fall in love with you and your life and what you do and what you believe in, your morals, your values, but just who you are. And then what you're wearing like oozes into that. If it's the other way around, if you're wearing amazing stuff, people mm. don't connect who you are and what you're all about. She goes, I just, I just flip past it. But she goes, when I fall in love with someone on this platform and get to know them and what they're all about, then they start to wear stuff. I like that, what they're wearing, because I like them so much and I'll back them so much. And I think that same formula goes to a show like Idol. Like if our contestants can suck in a lot of Australia to go, hey, this guy or girl has an amazing story and I connect with them. And when they start singing, it it, it registers in my brain where I'm like, yes, yes. And then you want to see them win. Then you start to put like different elements around them, whether it's clothing, whether it's uh, an environment, whether it's a creative campaign, but you you buy into it because you're like, I back them 110%. Oh, that's Honestly, that is so true. Um, and who is this TikTok girl? Because she sounds amazing. Oh, I just don't follow. She's awesome. She's only got 45,000 followers. But I was I like. I love how you say she's only got 45,000 well, followers. Well, in the TikTok space, that's, that's not. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's nothing, isn't it? Oh, my God, I love Rachel, TikTok. Rachel Lovely. Oh, and I love her already. TikToks. And because I post on TikTok, TikTok serves me a lot of videos that it's like, hey, you content creator, 
here's how you should grow in your content. Sorry about but my here's screen. The thing. I'm not a content creator. I am a, I have a full-time job, but I also have a lot of thoughts in my brain, which is why I post TikToks. But here's the thing. I feel as though the advice they give is not good advice. So I want to give you my perspective. Okay, this goes for like three minutes. So we can- Oh, make it- I loved it though. I was, I was yeah, like, right. I forgot what we were doing. But she's just like, she's a real person and oh, they're giving my, real feedback going. I know. And she's <laughs> like, I love an overhaul. She's like, I, I want you to do this. She goes, she goes, do you know what the biggest thing I'm looking for though? She goes, I want an elite. She's like, I'm talking like the most elite interior designer in the world to go to Target or Kmart for us yep. and pick out the best items from their point of view. Cause she's like, because I can't shop when you shop. But if you go into my space and tell me what is cool, she's like, I will buy it. That I will is buy so, it. I want that too. I love, I'm literally going to Kmart after this conversation. We'll have an interview and uh, then I'm going good. to Kmart after you this need, conversation. Need I need the elite design. I actually like more chaotic, the better. I actually follow a lot of mums on TikTok. So a lot of the chaotic mums. Um, Indy Clinton, who won the TikTok creator of the year for Australia, she is chaos her house is chaos her kids are chaos everything's chaos and it'd be so incredible indy clinton you'll adore her I'm, she's I'm amazing right now just as like we're trying to think of different ways to involve an audience in the idol sphere so i'm running a competition for anyone in australia to design my dressing room for me because i think it's personally boring so i'm like i'm looking for a designer i'm like but everyone you don't have to be an interior designer you can just be a pinterest hero and I want, I want you to come up with like going posters on the wall there. We'll put a disco ball. I go, your budget, 500 bucks. I'm like, that's a you problem if you want more money. But I was like, you're 500 bucks. $500? Not a lot. I know. I'm sorry, guys. No, but, that's a lot for a dressing room. Well, it's a big space. Um, oh. But then I had... So when oh, I put the third I'm video sorry. Up, I'm sorry. You haven't moved up in the world, my friend. You have your own dressing room, Mr. Tweedy. So, so, so I put the video up. It's fallen flat. It's had like a thousand views on TikTok. So it hasn't gone off. But the few that, the few that replied I had this lady. She's like, Hey, she's like, I'm currently doing the interior designs for the Sydney Opera House dressing rooms. And I'm like, I'm not looking for professionals. I'm looking for like 20 something year olds that are going to have a laugh and put funny stuff up on the walls. I'm like, I don't want real designers. All these architects are, are tagging their interior design friends. I'm like, Oh God, I've got to redo the video. I've got to redo the brief. Um, you know what you need to do? You need to shout out to all your Paw Patrol Paw Patrols. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. People say that all the time. Prank patrol girls. And guys. Paw Patrol, I'm so sorry. I get it though. It's very similar. Very similar. <laughs> so I get sorry. it all the time. No, I'm not really it doesn't even shock me anymore. I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I cannot believe that I just said Paw Patrol. It's all right. When I was talking to Tommy Little once, I was talking about Gogglebox and I called it Googlebox. So don't worry. Uh, no. Prank Patrol girlies. You should call out to all of your Prank Patrol fan base because you have thousands of them. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. My TikTok algorithm, it works really well for me, my TikTok algorithm, but I disappear for like two months because I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered. Uh-huh. So when I return, TikTok's like, you better give us a banging video. Otherwise, <laughs> we're giving you nothing. And when you're doing like, hey, guys, can I have someone design my, my dressing room? I'm setting up a GoFundMe <laughs> for my dressing room. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I've got to get more creative. I've got to do a better video. 
to get someone to come in to do it. But I'll find that person. Here's an idea. Maybe you should set it up as a Paw Patrol dressing room. So, if anyone out there, that could be very niche, very niche. But you know who has applied though? So an old friend of mine called Dean. He's one of the most creative people I've ever met in my life. Sorry, when he said applied, do you mean just like DM'd you? DM me, and he goes, "I'd actually love to do this." He's like, "I've got some time, and I want to get into interiors." But he chops all the uh, Survivor and Channel 10 promos. So you know those amazing promos where they, they remake songs? That's Dean who does that. And so I'm like, oh my, Dean's like the coolest dude I know. I was like, yeah, maybe you can, but I'll just, I'll do one more application video. And if I don't get flooded by the poor patrollers, then, <laughs> then you can have it. You gotta have fun with this stuff. Hey, like honestly, that's the whole thing. And that's what I bring to Idol. I think. Ricky brings this wealth of knowledge. She's been in their position. I like my point of difference is like also a lot of music hosting and I've been a music fan for so long, but I want to bring this other element as well, which is like play with an audience. This TV show doesn't have to just be the polished show. You can do the world behind it and bring it to the show. But that's what people love. That's exactly what people love, like the whole, the relatability aspect to the behind the scenes, that kind of thing. And I think Ricky and you work well together because actually I wanted to ask you, do you think Ricky is more emotionally invested or do you think you are equally emotionally invested into these, into the talent that's there? Equally, yeah, for, for on different levels, but we both like, I'm a massive TV nerd and, and love just like creation of whether it's a TV show though, or a live project, or even just a, a one minute edit, I might spend half a day on that. So for me, the whole facade of like Australian Idol, I want to see the whole thing work. And I want to see these young Aussies have the best experience of their lives. And, and Ricky's the exact same, but she comes from more of a music background of gigging from 15 years of age at the Lismore RSL to then going to Idol and seeing what Idol can do for your career. So she gives them that knowledge and I give them like more of a broadcast TV world of going, hey, if you play your cards right and you're creative enough, you can actually go beyond this show as well. And these are the reasons how you can do it. Yeah, that's so so cool. I think it just needs to be from two different perspectives. And I think you guys are young and hot, so it just works really well. Like, you but know. Just two in uh, Queensland, just having a good time. Yeah, which is also, yeah, but when I say young and hot, I mean like hot right now, you know. I, I wish my, I wish I could use that on a, on a quote somewhere, but then everyone in my life will just be like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Do you know what is so funny about you just pretending to smoke that pen, which you just did on camera? Uh, Funny story. The day that I met you for real, I'd actually had known about you for a really long time, had a little bit of a crush on you actually uh, back then until I got to know you. Um, There you go. And then (laughs) All my friends are like. Smack him down. (laughs) Smack him down. Bring him up and smack him down. Uh, And I met you at Rocketman. And you, I don't know if you remember that. that I met you at Rocketman. We randomly, yeah, we sat next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought my my mechanic's wife. That's right. And then I found out you had Maddie. Oh, anyway, found out you had a girlfriend. Number three. And um, (laughs) (laughs) Maddie, shout out to her. (laughs) You did. Shout out, Maddie. We love love Maddie. Maddie. You, we actually do love Maddie. She's beautiful. Um, But you did um, bring your mechanic's 
uh, wife. I completely forgot about yeah. that. The reason I'm bringing this up is because you had a pipe. That's right. I did. Just for effect. With your velvet suit, just for effect. Well, sometimes I totally uh, if you tell that. a story and it falls flat, you've got to, like, I found 50 bucks doesn't really work that's anymore. So you pull a pipe out, the people are like, what? And that's what they remember. So why not? But no, my, one of my favorite well, producers, funny, yeah. oh, I've had a lot of favorite producers, but a really great producer, uh, his name's Dan. We did I'm a Celebrity, the Saturday night show. And he's like this flamboyant guy from um, from Brisbane. He writes a lot of plays up there, very successful. And Dan would tell the greatest stories, but he'd always in his stories just be like, are you kidding me? And it was like, it was just such a good thing that I stole it. I was like, I'm going to use that. Like when people say something ridiculous, you add a cigarette effect there into the story and it just helps your storytelling. Like you go, you go like, hey guys, like I got called into my executive producer's office and they've said that, you know, the show, we need a different direction. And Scott, we um we want you to, to talk two octaves higher. And I'm like, what? So yeah, it just like adds a bit more of like a in mid like, what? You want me to do what? It gives you so much more attitude. Yes. It makes you kind of mysterious. It does. Kind of makes you like Brad Pitt, you know. Marlon Brando, kind of like a- Marlon Brando, like you know, like circa nineteen sixties. I don't know why I said Brad Pitt, but you know, so who's, Brad who's the era. guy? He's like one of the coolest guys of all time. James Dean. James Dean. Dean. Yeah, you got it. Well done. I know because I used to have posters of him. Like the coolest. I used dude to have like time. all the 1950s and 60s people in my ha- in my room. Like I was obsessed. I'm obsessed. I or sometimes think I was like born in the wrong era, but I'm not like cool enough to be in that era. But I always found it so fascinating. Best music as well. 2024 is pretty cool. 2024. Yeah, you can wear whatever you want. You can do. You can be whoever you want. That's true. That is actually true. And we have. A ton of rights. That is actually women have all the rights. But I know we've we've got to wrap up soon because you've got other interviews and I've got other. I've got, things my, I've got Ken know. outside and I've got to go out there in five minutes. Before I let you go, any contestants that you love or that we should watch out for, go. Well, like I think the whole the whole of you, you've seen top twenty one now. When you see us go from twenty one down to twelve, that whole twelve is going to be fiercely competitive. I. I I honestly think for different reasons. I reckon song selection, whoever can do better covers of famous songs we love, but their own rendition to it, which comes at a risk, because if it fails, it fails big time. But if they can get that right, bang, they're going to win over so many more people. Anyone auditioning next year, what is one song that they have to steer clear of that we are so sick of hearing? Oh, Rehab. If you sing Rehab, you're not coming through. Amy Winehouse. Yeah, yeah, I know. But how many times was that sung? I think it was performed? like 34 times or it was a lot. It was like too many. But maybe it's because people think because it's like, the like they can get their voice lower. You know what I'm saying? Hang on. That was amazing. I loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I love my job. It's so good. I don't have to sing. I don't have to sing. That was unbelievable. No. The silence <laughs> yeah. was deafening. Final question for you. Marsha Hines, got to talk about Marsha Hines. Love I mean, so angel sent from above. She's cheeky as well. When the cameras aren't rolling, she's really cheeky. Yeah, yeah. She's got a really good sense of humor. Um, but also, 
I feel like I'm, I feel like we're best friends already. And I have, I don't know Marsha that well yet. I'm getting to know her more and more. But um, we were filming a scene which they played a tiny bit of. I thought it was never going to make it to air where I'm cooking sausages for lunch. And her, Amy, and Ricky Lee came. Now, just use your imaginations and imagine what was happening in that chat <laughs> when I'm handing out sausages <laughs> to Ricky Lee, Miss Marsha Hines, and Amy Shah. Sounds Hines, like HR was needed. Amazing. I'm obsessed with you. I'm so obsessed with you doing this show and congratulations, your second season. And I can't wait to see you doing it, lad. Let me know which episode and I'll, br- I'll bring my pipe. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's the top 12, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, I love you much, Lee. Thank you so much. This was the best. Cheers, Australia. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast. 